are Locked On Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Locked On Baylor Podcast. I'm your host, Garrett Ross. Hope all of y'all are doing well out there, man. And so it was, a, it was a busy weekend of Baylor athletics. We kind of touched on this Friday afternoon uh, leading into the weekend, some of the things that were happening. And one of them uh, was the Baylor football team, and they were going to have their second spring practice of the season. Uh, they went out and they were able to do this. They were able to accomplish that. And there's still, man, it's going to be a work in progress this season. That's going to have to go without saying. The offensive line is still needs to – I mean, they, they desperately need help on the offensive line. Um, you, the quarterback competition is something that is still going on, and I don't think we're going to see the end of it uh, this week. I think this is something that's going to carry over into the fall before they name their starter, man. But you have all the quarterbacks. It's very similar to what we saw last year with Charlie Brewer, where they're just running around in the pocket for their lives and having to launch the ball into the stands, just try to avoid being sacked. So the offensive line is still definitely got a long way to go uh, before being successful this season for Baylor. And one of the interesting things coming out of this was how they're going to use the running backs. Now, I know last year when you look at this offense and everything – they really didn't utilize the running backs at all. You had John Lovett. You had Tristan Ebner. Both of them had a lot of success under Coach Rule and that staff. And for whatever reason last year, they just could not get those guys going. I know a lot of that does have to do with the offensive line. If you can't get leverage at the point of attack, then you're not going to be able to crease that and you know have success as a running back. But I think there was ways that you could have utilized and maybe spread things out, gone more laterally than north and south. They weren't able to do that last year. Uh, so now John Lovett's out. He's gone. He transferred. You still have Treston Ebner, but they're more so looking at using him as maybe a slot receiver, maybe, but more so in the, the kick return game. I, I don't get it, but hey, that, that's why they're the coaches, and that's why they make millions of dollars. You know what I'm saying? But uh, So one of the things that they were doing during this practice that I thought was very odd, to say the least, was at the running back position, they had linebacker Abram Smith back there, and they were using him more so as a north and south runner. Uh, and I thought that was something that you would see Quaylen Jones doing. We were last year when Quaylen came in, he had a lot of success using his bulk and his size to go north and south. But for whatever reason, that they're still trying to find somebody else to come in and utilize that role. And so they put April Smith in there and he got a lot of reps with the offense. He was, you know, they were using him. And that's something that Coach Aranda was asked about in the post in the post in the in the press conference was What's going on with this situation? Why are y'all using Abram Smith as a running back? And here's what Coach Aranda had to say about that. We're looking for um, you know, downhill runners. We're looking for um, you know that um, aggressive straight line path from the running backs. And I think you know um, Abrams had that experience in his past as a running back. And I think BYU has had, um, when Grimes was there, had, had a, a linebacker that transitioned into running back. And I, I think he ran for over a thousand yards, you know, this past year. And so we're looking to, to, um, um, find a guy that can be, um, um, a physical downhill fall forward runner. And uh, so I think Abram is challenging the, the guys that we got right now. There he is. That is Coach Aranda. And I mean, I, and I understand it. Like, you know, Coach Grimes and them, they had somebody at BYU who did this. And, and you know, to me, here's my thing. I don't like this. I said this yesterday on 1660 ESPN here in Waco, Texas. And 
there are so many kids in the transfer portal. Like, you have over 1,000 athletes in the transfer portal. You're going to tell me you can't find a running back? You can't find somebody that goes north and south? Uh, I feel like this is one of those things where when you look at Coach Grimes and his time at LSU, you had your Leonard Fournette's. You had Darius Goss. You had dogs back there, man, that was just going to – nobody was going to stop them. You don't have that here at Baylor. You just don't. Uh, so maybe that's – them trying to fi- figure out some way to – compensate for what they don't have i don't know but i feel like there's other ways to go about this there's so many avenues with like i mentioned earlier with the transfer portal or recruiting i mean you know go out and get a running back that's going to fit your system but that was one of the things i was really wasn't too excited about seeing uh obviously you know they got a they got a purpose they know what they're doing but we'll see how that plays out and another one of the things that coach aranda was talking about was you know what is he going to have to accomplish what are you looking to accomplish this final week of practice as you're leading into the green and gold scrimmage coming up this saturday i'd like to be able to play together as a team and i you know to have it where it's team unit me and so that you know i think that um you know, when we're competing on both sides, that um, as a team we're getting better. And I think for the the offense, when we're having success, right, um, that that whatever positions on that side is being is being elevated, but then also is really pushing the defense to get better, right? And I think the same thing with defense, when the defense is having success, right? That that side of the ball, that uh, positions or competitions are being elevated, but the other side of the ball challenges, is challenged and gets better. And so I think the more that we can do that, compete when it is, um, uh, when it matters most in tough situations, you know, I think on Thursday with the the weather, we were inside and we had the music blaring. So it was a bit of a hot box and it was a bit of a, uh, there's some chaos going in there. But I thought that's where we probably grew the most, something like that. And so creating those situations where uh, we get better as a team and how to handle adversity and and how to handle, you know, it, this this isn't, didn't turn out necessarily the way I wanted. And let's turn the page to the next play. I think we can grow there. And I'd like to be able to get that done this next week. There he is. That is Coach Aranda. Man, I mean, it's it's one of those things where you're, you're grateful you have an offseason. You didn't have that the year one. I think we can kind of chalk that up as a loss called last season a wash, whatever you want to do. Uh, but you're going to have to be better than two wins this year. And it's going to be very difficult when you look at the schedule they have, when you look at how the Big 12 in general is progressing on uh, with football. You see Oklahoma last year. I think Oklahoma is going to be the favorite this year. But the, the big concern for Oklahoma was – their defense. Well, they they fixed that. They addressed that with, you know, last year. And I think that's something that you're going to see as a stout defense from Oklahoma this year. Um, you know, with, with Texas, you have another coach to change, uh, but you have so many athletes across the board. It's just a matter of getting those guys on the board. Oklahoma State's going to be good. Uh, Iowa State, to me, is really, really a team to watch this year. Iowa State is going to be loaded. So it's going to be difficult for Baylor this season as well. But you got to find those wins somewhere, and you need to be able to beat somebody besides Kansas in Big 12 play. Uh, or we could be talking about, you know, what you just don't want to go down that road, right? Like you saw the success that you had um, uh, under Coach Rule. You, you don't want to go start rebuilding all over again from scratch. So hopefully they can put things together and move forward and be successful this season. But Coming up in segment two, I want to get into this. This is something that's kind of caught the world by storm. Uh, maybe not the world, but, you know, Waco, Texas, uh, really America is the, the mullet brothers, right? We, we, Jackson Moffitt 
and um, Matthew Meyer, the Mullet Brothers for Baylor basketball team. They, they, it's funny because they are now doing essentially a media tour together. They're talking about name, image, image and likeness, you know, how you could profit off of possibly merchandising yourself with the Mullet Brothers and where all that came from. So they're always fun to talk to. They bring really uh, fun energy. Uh, Matthew Meyer is going to talk to you about his experience in testing the waters in the NBA draft. Should you be concerned? Will he return? We'll get into that in segment two. And in segment three, we're going to wrap it up with Baylor baseball. Uh, they went on the road and the up to Lawrence, and they were able to take two of three from the Jayhawks. They still can't find a way to close it out, man. You've got to close out and get clean sweeps in these series. Uh, so now they're going to prepare for a big series this upcoming weekend up in Lubbock against the Red Raiders, who are ranked in the top ten. So we'll get into that in segment three but you're listening to the locked on baylor podcast i'm your host garrett ross march madness is right around the corner if you want to win your office pool you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the locked on college basketball podcast Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all of your parts you need in a traditional chain and storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? And wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at your home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your car is to save money that you can use for other important things like mortgage or, I don't know, food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts of the chain store or a new car dealership? Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what or what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require a membership or auto login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for your auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Back into the Locked On Baylor podcast. I am your host, Garrett Ross. You can catch me on Twitter at underscore Garrett Ross. Name uh, anything you want. Questions, comments, concerns, you, you know, hit me up and we will take care of that for you. You can also catch the Locked On Baylor podcast on Twitter at Locked On Baylor. Uh, you know, and that's something I need to get better at building at. Uh, is that Twitter page as we go forward as well. Uh, so that's something we'll get taken care of. But if you want to give both of them a, a follow, you can get me at underscore Garrett Ross and at Locked on Baylor on Twitter. Uh, but in this segment, I want to get into Baylor basketball. And, you know, it, it's one of those things where when do you stop talking about it, right? Like you, you had a historic season. You had a championship. When does it stop? Man, we're going to ride this thing out. We're going to ride it like a wave and we're going to take it home. But one of the cool things now is you have – 
essentially the Mullet Brothers. They're going around. They're doing their own little personal tour. They're meeting with the media. And even at the championship parade, when Matthew Meyer gets up and he gets to talking, he's like, you know, this doesn't feel right. I need my I need my other half. I need my Mullet Brother over here with me. So Jackson Moffat pops up and <laughs> goes up with him as they uh, address the crowd there. But, man, those two are inseparable. They're a lot of fun. They bring a lot of energy. And you, one, of the, one of the cool things is Matthew Meyer, and, and a lot of the players on the team even say that he has the most upside. Right, the, the most potential as a six-nine guy with the with you know the way he can handle the ball, the way he can shoot. He has the, the, a lot of these guys think he has the most uh, upside to be successful in the NBA, and so with all the guys entering, Davion announced that he's going to enter. Mark Vidal did as well. We're still waiting on Jared Butler and Maceo to officially announce. We know it's coming. But Matthew Meyer put his name in the bucket as well and, and caught a lot of people off guard. Like, yo, wait a minute. What's happening here? And it's one of those things, well, from the outside looking in, it's one of those things where he's going to take the similar approach to what Maceo and Jared did. Test the waters, get your evaluation from the league, come back and fix what you need to work on. And He's kind of taking that personally. We were able to catch up with him yesterday, and he wants people to know that, you know, that's not necessarily the case. There is a good chance that I won't be returning to Baylor. And this isn't just for show, right? This isn't just me putting my name out there. I'm taking this dead serious, and if they give me the right indications of what I want to hear, then I'm going to the NBA. I'm not coming back, right? I mean, and you got to think about this. They are so hot right now uh, as far as attention and everything. If you can capitalize on this moment, and you know if this is the best opportunity for Matthew Meyer to get evaluated and get his seating in the NBA draft, you need to take advantage of that. And that's something that Matthew Meyer talked about yesterday was this isn't just testing the draft for me. There's a good chance that if I hear what I want to hear, I won't be coming back. You know, most people are saying, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see you back next year. Like, go, go get some good input. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think people <laughs> – all right, would be surprised. Uh, like, there's actually a, a pretty good chance that I don't come back. Um, I've gotten a lot of good feedback. Um, I'm probably r- around second round right now. I would definitely want to come back uh, and be first round. But uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. But it, it's it's not just me testing out the waters to see how, like, you know, get some feedback. There's actually a good chance that I don't come back. But we'll we'll see. We'll see soon enough. There he is. That's Matthew Meyer. And as you can see, I mean, he's he's. I wish him the best. I think he is going to come back. I think that he does need more, um, you know, progression. Needs to. There's some fine tuning that he needs to do to his game. But I will. I do think that his skill set will transition into the NBA. I think that's something that he needs to do next year, though, not this year. I feel like he's going to be coming back. But one of the things he talked about was the feedback that he is getting from some of these NBA scouts. Well, um, I think uh, they like that I'm a six nine guard. You know. I can shoot the ball. I shoot like shot like forty percent this year, and uh, you know I think I can make an impact at the next level just because of my <clears throat> shooting ability and height on offense. And uh, but I think they want me to improve defensively. And I think the main question is just uh, like you know, can I do? Can I continue to put up that level of production for thirty minutes? Um, because my production was good in the time that I was in, but they want to see if I can do that for a full season playing thirty minutes. So. Um, 
I think those are the biggest questions. But you know, doing uh, I'll probably be doing a lot of workouts for teams uh, this summer. So um, you know, maybe that'll answer some questions for them. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, we'll see. There it is. That's Matthew Meyer. And man, I mean, hey, do your thing, buddy. You go do your thing. I think you need some work still. I think you're going to be a very good prospect. I'm looking forward to seeing what this team can put together next year. And for me. He's very talented, and some people flourish coming off the bench, right? Like, we need to see – to me, I need to see what Matthew Meyer can do in a starting role. I need to see how he can handle the night-in, night-out grind uh, of a schedule with with you being one of the vocal points of this team, with you not coming off the court near as much. I need to see how you can handle that uh, before I'm going to draft you as an NBA scout. But that's just how I view the situation. And the other part of the, the, the other part of this equation and this mullet brothers is Jackson Moffitt. And Jackson's just a, he's one of those guys where he doesn't get much reps on the court, but he's a fun loving character. He's a lot of fun. And when he does get out there, I mean, he's going to get you. He's going to cause some turnovers. He's going to make some shots and stuff. But this is and a, a, what he's talking about here is how this even come about, right? Like, how did the Mullet Brothers even begin? And here's Jackson Moffitt talking about the progression of the Mullet Brothers. When I came back to when I came back to campus with my mullet, everybody just kind of loved it. Um, I think that it it was just kind of like okay, like you know, because I, I was I was. Yeah, I was like 60% in on it. Like, do I really, really like having a mullet or not? Once everyone, you either loved it or hated it. And I think more people loved it than they hated it. Um, so it was just kind of, it was just kind of a cool thing. And um, Matt, you know, had that, had that Justin Bieber-esque look going. Uh, one one night, I, I, he pulled back his hair to see what he'd look like with a mullet. And um, I told him, I was like, man, dude, you got good ears. Like, you could rock the mullet. Once I told him he had good ears, it was over. Like he that that sold him. He got the mullet, and then the rest is history. There he is. That's Jackson Moffat, man. You could just tell in his voice he's excited at all times. Just imagine those two being together at a party or something. It's wilding out, dude. But hey, it's a lot of fun. Hopefully, we can see the the Mullet Brothers continue uh, their, their trend and continue to spread the love of Ross Baylor Nation next year uh, together. But coming up in segment three, like I mentioned earlier, we will be diving into some Baylor baseball. They were able to get two of three on the road in Lawrence they were not able to get that sweep you got to figure out how to close these things out and we're going to look ahead to this upcoming matchup with a top 10 ranked Texas Tech team all that's coming up next here on the Locked On Baylor podcast bet online the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action football might be over but NBA college basketball and NHL are in full swing bet online even covers awards TV shows and reality TV Real-time updates, odds, and props on almost everything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all your news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's all free to sign up. Head to the website or use the mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sports experts. Promo code locked on. What's up, everybody? Welcome back into the Locked On Baylor podcast. I am your host, Garrett Ross. It's time to wrap this thing up, man, and we're going to do it with baseball. Now, Baylor baseball team, we've talked about this all year long. Uh, it's definitely a work in progress with this guy, with these guys. Uh, you have a lot of youth on this team who are being very successful. You have some success at the mound, but it's still very inconsistent. And they were able to go up into Lawrence, and you know they take care of business on – well, initially – 
this series was set up. You were supposed to have a Friday game, Saturday game, and close it out on Sunday. Due to inclement weather, you had, uh, and it was right before, it was literally right before first pitch, they called this game, and we had to get the voice of the Bears, Derek Smith, to come on and uh, make the transition and let everybody know, because we had to adapt at the radio station, right? Like, we were, I wrapped my show up and was getting ready to go into the broadcast, and we had to go on the fly there. Now, so we had Derek come on and kind of uh, tell the situation that was unfolding on Friday night. What they elected to do was they had a doubleheader on Saturday, and they closed this thing out on Sunday. Baylor went into the doubleheader, and they were able to take care of business on Saturday. Had all the momentum, man. All the momentum in the world going in on Sunday. And this is a situation where you're thinking, all right, this Baylor team has been struggling. They really need this. Let's see them go in here and close this thing out. Come back to Waco. You got all the momentum in the world. Then you can ride out to Lubbock and see what you could do against Texas Tech. Well, that wasn't the case, man. Baylor, uh, you know, they had the lead through a lot of this game. And Kansas was able to bounce back in the sixth and the seventh inning, and they took a 2-1 lead. And you're like, oh, man, here we go. But Baylor, you know, Baylor showed some resiliency. They were able to come in. They tied the game up in the top of the ninth. And then Kansas comes up, and they get a leadoff double in the bottom of the ninth. And they use a base hit and a steal to win the game 3-2. And it's really devastating, right? Like, like you – you have all the momentum in the world. You're riding high. You're taking care of business. And you're thinking, all right, we're going to go back to Waco. We're, you know, we got all this momentum. And then that happens. And it's like, crap. You know, like, how do we overcome this? What do we do? And that's something that the assistant coach, Mitch Carriger, talked about with us yesterday is just that feeling, right? You're right there on the cusp of getting the sweep and what it was like dropping that third game to Kansas. Felt like we were playing decent uh, going into that third game. And, our pitching staff had really done a nice job uh, against the Jayhawks. Our bats have kind of cooled off, especially in conference the last couple of weeks, and we are hoping to get it going there on Sunday. And uh, tip your hat to their guy. He threw a really good game, and uh, we just didn't execute on a few different things. And, um, you know, coming out of there 6-6 six and six compared to 5-7 and seven in conference would have felt a lot better uh, headed home. Um, but, you know, like I said, there's nothing we can do about it now. Just learn from it and we got a big one coming up this weekend, so we need to get ready for that. There it is. That's Baylor assistant coach Mitch Carricker and man, him and Coach Rod. They're doing an excellent guy, uh, excellent job with these guys. It's just something where, like I mentioned earlier, you have so much youth on this team. It's kind of hard to to get it together. And but but the promising thing is with that youth, and I've mentioned this to y'all all year long. Jared McKenzie is balling out. This dude is going to be a star for your Baylor Bears, and that's something that uh, Coach Character talked about as well. Is McKenzie being hot at the plate and trying to get him to share some of that love and have some of that momentum carry over to the rest of the lineup. We saw a little bit of what he was capable of last year and he's just continued that through this 2021 campaign. Um, he's, he's a special player and he's going to be really good for for the next couple of years for us. Uh, we're excited to have him hot right now and Hopefully he can rub off on, on some of the rest of the lineup and, and we can get this thing rolling. There it is. That's Coach Mitch talking about uh, Jared McKenzie. Man, I'm telling you, if you haven't had an opportunity to watch Jared McKenzie in person, make sure you get out to Baylor Ballpark and put your eyes on him. The kid is uh, hes going to be a star, man. All season long, really, we've, we've seen this Baylor baseball team, if they didn't have midweek games scheduled, they would go ahead and line one up. Uh, we saw this last week, right? Before you're headed on this long road trip, you throw in a midweek game uh, down in Huntsville with Sam Houston. You go out there and you take care of business. And that's something they're not doing this week. And it's it's kind of 
curious because if, if you've been doing this all year long, why now are you going to stop? Uh, but I think it's when you're going up against a team and, and it, you're on the road and it's a ranked opponent like Texas Tech and you know how good they are, you got to make sure that you're 100%. You got to make sure that everybody on your team is fully healthy if you want to have a chance to you know beat them. So I think that's something they're doing this week is they're realizing that we need to get some rest. Like we need to fine tune some things in practice, not just on the field. And that's what they're going to do this week. So here's Mitch character talking about not having a midweek game prior to the series with Texas tech. I think it's good that we have a couple days of solid practice. Uh, we've been going hard for, it seems like the last month, month and a half uh, with midweeks and weekend games. Um, and our guys, could use a breather in my opinion i think they've gone hard and uh coming off of another road series against a big 12 opponent it'd be good to get a, a full day off today and then get back to work tomorrow and really prep for uh you know a top 10 team in the country right now who's swinging the bat really well and uh it's about as tough as they come in their own home park so uh, i like that we have a little extra preparation um just doing the things that we feel like we need to do instead of trying to get ready for another opponent uh, in the middle of that. There it is. That's coach character. And as you can see, I mean, sometimes there's things you need to do. Sometimes there's things you need to fine tune and practice, uh, you know, and get your legs back under you, especially after an emotional loss like that uh, in game three with Kansas. But uh, that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Baylor Podcast. I appreciate you listening. Uh, without your support, there would be no uh, Locked On Baylor Podcast. So I greatly appreciate every one of you who listen in. And once again, if you want to hear me, um, every day I'm on 1660 ESPN Radio on, in Waco, Texas. I start with the voice of the Bears, John Morris. We go from two to three. Uh, then I hop on with Glenn Stretch Smith. A lot of NFL talk. If you need your fix on the NFL talk, check out uh, Stretch and I show from three to four. Stretch coaches with the Cowboys. He coaches the Oklahoma Sooners. He knows the game of football like no other. Uh, and then we wrap it up every day with Tom Barfield and myself. A lot of local information, a lot of Baylor insight, whether it be from Jerry Hill or uh, other guys close to the Baylor program. Uh, check it out every day. But once again, I appreciate you listening to the Locked on Baylor podcast. Like I said, if it wasn't for y'all, this show wouldn't be possible. We'll get back into this tomorrow, but that's going to do it for today. Thanks for listening to the Locked on Baylor podcast.